0: Good morning and welcome to worship here at the table. My name is Matt and along with Linda, we serve as co-pastors for this community and things are bustling and moving inside here in the sanctuary as we arrive in the midst of the rain and whether you're with us in person or online, we are grateful to be together in this moment for worship. We are also keenly aware that so much is moving in our world, that so much pain is all around us. And for many of us, it is deep within our own bodies. And so we are going to lean right into that together this morning and, um, and share a song together. If we ever needed the Lord before, we sure do right now. So I invite you to stand either in body or spirit as we move together and to join our voices as you feel led. <laughs>
1: If we ever needed the Lord before, we
2: sure, sure do need you now. Right now. sure do sure need,
1: need you now. We sure do need you now. If we ever needed the Lord before. Sure
3: people who must sing you for the sake of our very lives you are a God who must be sung by us for the sake of your majesty and honor and so we thank you for lyrics that push us past our reasons for melodies that break open our givens for cadences that locate us home beyond all our safe places for tones and tunes that open our lives beyond control and our futures beyond despair. We thank you for the long parade of mothers and fathers who have sung you deep and true. We thank you for the good company of artists, poets, musicians, cantors, and instruments that sing for us and with us toward you. We are witnesses to your mercy and splendor. We will not keep silent ever again.
4: I trust the movement, I negate the chaos, uplift the negative. I show up at the table again and again and again. I close my mouth and learn to listen.
5: Whoa-oh-oh.
4: shifted. It's all we can do to stay uplifted. Pipelines through backyards, wolves howling out front. Yeah, I got my crew, but truth is what I want. Realigned and on point, power to the peaceful, prayers to the waters, women at the center, all vessels open to give and receive. Let's see this system brought down to its knees.
5: Whoa. Whoa. Oh, oh. Whoa. whoa, oh, oh. whoa, whoa.
4: Thunder. I'm made of lightning. I'm made of dirt, yeah, made of the fine things. My father told me that I'm a speck of dust and this world was made for me, so let's go and try our says. again and again and again I close my mouth and learn to live
6: You know, Bob said something really great, and I was like, Bob, you're making me cry. He said, nowhere else I'd rather be. I'm at a perfect place, and that's how I feel, and that's where I've been rooted. Welcome, my name is Sarneet Prasad, and I'm the Sunday morning coordinator here at the table. We welcome those online at table.live. Our online host, Stephen Starr, is there to help you. Today's bulletin is available with a QR code, Those in the Century, and a link will be shared for those online. If you would like to learn more about our community of faith, please go to our website, thetableumc.org, and complete a Connect card. We joined other communities of faith yesterday for Habitant for Humanity, Built for Unity. We'll have teams working on houses this coming Friday and Saturday. Thank you for reaching in love in this way. When you feel ready to connect with others, our co-pastors leads a series called Growing in Faith, which is designed to help newcomers to learn more about how we share life here at the table. Our next two Growing in Faith opportunities are full, but our co-pastors will lead a new six-week series here at the table beginning Tuesday, March 12th. Please sign up today if you would like to connect with others. Um, I, ra- I want to share something, and I think I have shared with a couple of people around. Um, I went to Mexico, Mexico, and I was in Puerto Vallarta, and um, there was a There was a time when I was parasailing and I looked down and I look down and there's nothing in the ocean except one creature which was a stingray and it was so huge. And just floating in the water with me. And I look up, I look down and I say, God, wow, (laughs) thank you. Thank you for bringing me here, thank you for making me feel what I feel right now. I was all alone, but I felt God hugging me, and then when I came down I was crying, but one thing I realized is that the community that I am from, you all make me feel like this, because People like you give love to each other so we know how it feels loved. And I love you all. Thank you. Thank you so much. I invite you to stand either in body or in spirit as we continue to move in worship with our music team sharing a newly released song by Morford and Sons called Good people
2: And I'm done being tired so right now I'm inspired. Welcome to the revelation. I was once underwater and now Deadly in my soul. Get ready. Something is stirring now. Get ready. And I'm not worried. Get ready. You better get ready
5: to stay
2: now. Good people bend down the soul City's getting loud, cause the mountains are screaming. Welcome to the revelation. Well, you've been through it all and it won't get no worse. And the first shall be last and the last shall be first. And in my soul, get ready. Something is stirring now. Get ready. And I'm not worried. Get ready. You better get ready to stand now. The good people bend down. Oh
7: the mountains are screaming good morning welcome to the table my name is Bob Martinez whether you're joining us in person or online this is the place you need to be at this point I want to invite our children to move from the sanctuary to their godly play sanctuaries as our musicians help us with some walking music and I do remind families that we do receive an offering in Godly Play to support Mustard Seed School, which is a Montessori-based school for children who are part of families that are experiencing homelessness. We also have loving and professional care for our youngest children in the A-frame, throughout worship, and Godly Play takes place upstairs and is designed for children in elementary school, kinder through the sixth grade. Our reading this morning comes from the 147th Psalm, and I'll be sharing from the new revised standard version with additional language changes for inclusiveness and of course we invite you to follow along. Praise the Lord! How good it is to sing praises to our God! For God is gracious and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. God gathers the outcast of Israel. God heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. God determines the number of stars. God gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. God's understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. God casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving, make melody to our God on the lyre. God covers the heavens with clouds, prepares rain for the earth, makes grass grow on the hills. God gives to the animals their food and to the young ravens when they cry. God's delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor God's pleasure in the speed of a runner. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear God, in those who hope in his steadfast love.
8: We are rather rocking this morning in the best of ways so I'm cascading, glistening perspiration. Mm. And sometimes I feel like, you know, there don't need to be that many words. Just listen to the music, but I'm gonna try and say some things in the midst of all of this praise and thanksgiving, as well as our concern for one another. And the song that we're about to hear next was written by Spencer LaJoy. Spencer was asked to compose a piece for a prayer gathering, and that was a dilemma. Because while they were currently employed by multiple faith communities uh, as a songwriter and musician, they were moving to a new self-understanding that no longer felt compatible with the institutional church and the song you're about to hear came into being as LaJoy was actually walking their dog. And then later that day, as they fell asleep, the lines kept coming to them in waves. And they experienced these lines, these lyrics, as the most authentic prayer they had ever prayed. Two days later, uh, they ad-libbed a melody recorded the song on a laptop at their kitchen table, posted it onto Facebook and YouTube under the title Plowshare Prayer. Um, And for those of us who don't know, which is fine, a plowshare is defined as a steel blade that cuts the top layer of soil. It's part of a plow. You can read about it in Isaiah 2. The plowshare is used to symbolize in Isaiah a creative tool that benefits humankind as opposed to destructive tools of war symbolized by swords. So it says you beat your swords into plowshares. A similar sharp metal tool with an opposite use, that's a plowshare. And you'll also hear the word amen, which literally means so be it. So Spencer titled it Plowshare Prayer with the belief that their prayer might benefit humanity. And they were right. As I said, they posted it and it went viral. And um, when they're writing about it, they say, I guess I can never change the melody now. That's how fast it happened. Since then, it's also been expanded into a choir version. This is Natalie and Hannah with our offering of Plowshare Prayer.
9: Dear blessed creator, dear mother, dear savior, dear father, dear brother, dear holy other, dear sibling, dear baby, dear patiently waiting, dear sad and confused, dear stuck and abused, dear end of your rope, dear worn out and broke, dear go it alone. Dear running from home, dear righteously angry, forsaken by family, dear jaded and quiet, dear tough and On behalf of the anxious, depressed, and unseen. Amen for the workers, the hungry, the houseless. Amen for the lonely and recently spouseless. Amen for the queers and their closeted peers. Amen for the bullied who hold in their tears. Mothers of little black sons Amen for the kids who grow up Scared of guns And amen for the addicts Ashamed and hungover Amen for the calloused The wizened and sober at the border amen for the victims of our law and order i pray that you're heard and I Against you and your word I pray that this prayer is a plowshare of
5: sword.
8: Thank you both. I think we want to say amen. amen. Yeah. Shoo. Yeah. Yeah. Spencer wrote about their experience. That was all of it. It was a pivotal moment because it felt like, as I said, they were telling the absolute truth with no filter. It was in a church context, no less, for the very first time. Spencer writes that writing and singing, it made them feel so many things, anger, freedom, peace, grief, and joy, and it was almost as though my body was yelling through the song, listen to me. And then they put it out in the world. And then they um, ultimately came to the decision to step away from church work, For the time being, for they had and they have healing and listening and tending to do. So they said a gentle goodbye to the church communities they had grown to love in Denver, Colorado. And right before they left, Jason, who is the lead curator of that community of faith, said to them, part of saying goodbye well is knowing you're always welcome back. And they write, it was not, it was an entirely non toxic, open armed goodbye. And they, the community of faith, were more invested in my health and wholeness, in the health and wholeness of actual human beings than in the perceived growth of their system. There was no cutting off, there was only letting go, there was no shutting out, there was only welcoming in. There was not even any expectation, only an invitation. I think it's fair to say that this song pushed Spencer to invest in their own healing, which they had been approaching, but finally surrendered to. A vital and life saving step on their journey into deeper resilience and authentic moments of celebration, gratitude, and praise for a life that had grown elusive to them over their years of living. Finding our way through Thanksgiving, through to Thanksgiving and praising God, are really, though, what is at the heart of our biblical witness. Israel's hymn book, which we call the Book of Psalms, is full of extravagant praise and thanksgiving for the Creator and the creation that can only come after deep life experiences and even trauma and crisis. Praise the Lord, we heard Bob read. How good it is to sing praises to our God, for God is gracious and a song of praise is fitting. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Biblical scholars suggest that giving praise is one of the most natural things human beings can do. The psalmist in this 147th psalm say two scholars so effusive in their praise, so over-the-top in declaration of God's goodness that it sounds like a love letter from someone newly smitten. The unique idea of those ancient people of Israel was that the creation, the whole world around us created by God was essentially good and that its obvious abundance, the fertility of the earth, the rain, the sun, the trees, the flowers, the amazing creative cattle and sheep and lions, mountain goats on the hills, eagles soaring, all of it like Sarnit was talking about is a sign of God's goodness. A sign of God's goodness. When you look at the world, scripture tells us, you see something of God. That's what it's trying to get through to us. And faith begins with an awareness of God's good and beautiful creation and one's place in it. Father Richard Rohr reminds us, and Pastor Matt said this last week in this worship series on resilience, that resilience is really a secular word for what religion was trying to say with the word faith. So then resilience begins with an awareness of God's good and beautiful creation and our place as part of all of that goodness. And our human response to all of that, hopefully, and Matt talked about this last week, the psalmist uses the word fear, but it's better translated as awe, awe. And the second response is gratitude. One of the old classic white theologians, Karl Barth, said, what else can we say to what God gives us but to stammer praise? And the poet E. E. Cummings expressed it like this. I thank you, God, for this most for this amazing day, for the leaping greenly spirits of trees and a blue true dream of sky, and for everything which is natural, which is infinite, which is yes. I, who have died, am alive again today, and this is the sun's birthday. This is the birthday of life and of love and wings and of the gay great happening illimitedly earth. How should tasting, touching, hearing, seeing, breathing, any lifted from the know of all nothing? Human merely being doubt unimaginable you Now the ears of my ears awake, and now the eyes of my eyes are opened. So how might our resilience be expressed by our praise? This week, those of us who gathered in our kitchen tables were invited to write down our own psalm. Here is one among many. I am grateful to the sacred power of us all, which surrounds, uplifts, and calls forward. She delights in our kindness to one another and to the earth. She meets us as we seek to control that which she knows we cannot. She companions our grief and brings us good materials with which to reclaim our joy. She is worthy of our trust. May my gratitude extend beyond my shortcomings. May she feel my love, and may I stand firm in all that she has provided and always will. That's from one of us. Walter Brueggemann writes, Praise is not only a human requirement and a human need, it's also a human delight. We have a resilient hunger to move beyond self to return our energy and our worth to the one from whom it has been granted. In our return to that one, we find our deepest joy. And in one way, we all voice our praise, really, every week as we practice Holy Communion, because our liturgy reads, God took clay and formed an image of God's own self and breathed into it God's own breath and said, you are the one... You don't read it like that. I've been imagining. That's how I hear it. Like with hands pointing to everyone simultaneously, you know? You are the one I've been imagining. You and everything you see around you is my beloved creation. And all of it is good. But there's that next line. But it wasn't good for long. Because the earth, our home, which is God's creation, God's gift, we struggle on so many levels to appreciate it and care for it. While we're busy devouring it and misusing it, we have persistently damaged God's creation. The environment has become even a political tool to garner support one way or another. It is so very sad. For resilient people, this is a theological and moral issue and also, I believe, an issue of gratitude or more accurately, lack of gratitude for God's gift of creation designed to uphold and sustain not only all of us but the generations who follow us. Those generations are in this room with us. They're down the hall and upstairs with us. They're counting on us. There's a story in the New Testament about gratitude, and since my cancer diagnosis over a year ago, I found myself wondering about this story quite often. It's a story found in Luke 17 of Jesus and 10 lepers. And leprosy was a frightening condition in first century Palestine. The word leprosy actually referred to any kind of skin disease, some of which was serious, contagious, and fatal. And it was a priest who would make the diagnosis along with the decision, if you were diagnosed with leprosy, that a person had to be totally separated from the community, from their family, from their partner, from their children, from the whole community. So this meant that people with leprosy lived on, out on the margins, literally, usually in small bands of like-minded, like they were all together in their disease. And they subsisted by begging from a distance so they wouldn't get too close to you on whatever food their families left for them. So Jesus was traveling between Samaria and Galilee when 10 leopards, like one of those bands, approached him from a distance and they called out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And Jesus says, go see the priest because that was the way. And on the way to going to the priest, their leprosy, or whatever it really was, disappeared. So that the priest, when he sees these ten lepers, declares that they're all fit. They're all safe for life, and they're restored to community once again. And this is huge. And then one of the ten, a Samaritan, a foreigner returns to find Jesus, falls at Jesus' feet in profound gratitude to thank Jesus. And Jesus' response is always intrigued me. He says, Were not ten of you made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? To the man himself who did return, Jesus says, get up, go on your way. Your faith has made you well. The nine are healed. The tenth who expressed his gratitude seems to me to be more than healed. His gratitude has, in a way, made him whole. And we can feel so alive as wholeness brings us, even though times are deadly. That's how it can be sometimes. Soon after my diagnosis, someone asked me, have you given God thanks for your cancer yet? And I said, no. (laughs) And I don't expect that to ever actually happen. I really don't. But at the same time, I also know that the act of praise rises out of our resilience. We can feel so alive, though times are deadly. It was true for Spencer LaJoy. It was true, I think, for that 10th leper, for the psalmist who wrote this psalm for us this morning, and many, maybe, of you sitting right here. Jewish theologian and rabbi Abraham Heschel suffered a heart attack. He never fully recovered, and a friend who visited him in the hospital found him weak and barely able to talk. Sam, he whispered. When I regained my consciousness, my first feeling was not despair and anger. I felt only gratitude to God for my life. For every moment I have lived, I have seen so many miracles. Not giving thanks for his heart attack. Giving praise to God for his whole life. Wholeness is integral to our resilience. And defining wholeness, that's another worship series. I don't have time for that today. But in my seeking about wondering about these things, I've been um, going through my dad's books because we have to move the house again. And one of his favorite authors, he has every one of his books, and honestly, I gave them to goodwill except for one, by John Updike. And John Updike wrote a memoir called Self-Consciousness. And there was a passage I appreciated. He died in 2010, and I'm still crying. Just give me a second. In the passage, Updike remembered that his father-in-law would take them on trips. And his father-in-law would exclaim while driving his car, what a view, about a view that no one else in the car was happy about. (laughs) But later, he writes, when he was older, he, he recorded it like this. Like my late father-in-law, now I am in my amazed, insistent <clears throat> appreciation of this planet. <sighs> With its scenery and weather, that pathetic discovery the old make, that every day and every season has beauty That even a walk to the mailbox, sorry, is precious. So we come again to love the plain old world. Stones and wood, air and water, the act of seeing itself is glorious and of hearing and feeling and tasting. See, the poets and the writers and the artists, they remind us always and everywhere that no matter how hard it is there is always something worthy of praise did you know that uh, the poet mary oliver who lived in cape cod actually named her house gratitude i didn't know that Part of a poem says, I go out to the dunes and look and look and look into the faces of the flowers. Such gifts bestowed can't be rejected. If you want to talk about this, come to visit. I live in the house near the corner, which I have named Gratitude. See, resilience turns swords into plowshares, which allows praise to cut through our lives. Through all the layers. So I'm going to close this with a poem, one more poem. I actually had five more, and I cut them. (laughs) Uh, This is by poet laureate in South Carolina, Rock Hill, South Carolina, Angelo uh, Jeter. He goes by the poet name Iambic. This is called Praise. Today I will praise. I will praise the sun for showering its light on this darkened vessel. I will praise its shine, praise the way it wraps my skin in ultraviolet ultimatums demanding to be seen. I will lift my eyes in adoration of how something so bright could be so heavy. I will praise the ground that did not make feast of these bones. Praise the casket that did not become a shelter for flesh. Praise the bullets that called in sick to work. Praise the trigger that went on vacation. Praise the chalk that did not outline a body today. Praise the body for still being a body, not a headstone. Praise the body for being a body and not a police report. Praise the body for being a body and not a memory. No one wants to forget. Praise the memories, praise the laughs and the smiles you thought had been evicted from your jawline. Praise the eyes for seeing and still believing for being blinded from faith, but never losing their vision. Praise the visions, praise the prophets who don't profit off those visions. Praise the heart for housing this living room of emotions. Praise the trophy that is my name. Praise the gift that is my name. Praise the name that is my name, which no one can plagiarize or gentrify. Praise the praise, how the throat sounds like a choir. The harmony in your tongue lifts into a song of adoration. Praise yourself for being able to praise for waking up when you had every reason not to. Praise God. Amen.
0: We return each Sunday to that story, that truth, that center of our tradition that Jesus, as a tomb was literally closing in around him, chose a way of turning swords to plowshares, that instead of picking up weapons at a moment as empire was coming, would have seemed quite reasonable. Instead, he turned to a table, to bread, and to a cup, and turned swords to plowshares, and invited us into a way of life a way of life that's rooted in giving God thanks. And oftentimes we pass right by it in that communion liturgy, but Jesus paused in that meal and gave thanks to God. And so we have an opportunity to do just that in this moment and in our lives. I invite you to stand either in body or in spirit as we move together in recognizing the ways in which we stumble and fall short of giving thanks to God for the gift of life and love and the world around us. So I invite us with one voice to pray together this prayer of confession. God, our creator, instead of praising you with gratitude, we devour and misuse your precious creation. Instead of giving thanks for our healing, we think we are responsible for our wholeness. Forgive us, we pray.
8: Friends, in Psalm 147, we read, God heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. God determines the number of the stars. God gives to all of them their names. May our gratitude be rooted in our resilience, which comes to each of us by the grace of our resilient God.
0: Let's say amen. Amen. And friends, I invite us to join together in the practice of, of recognizing the belovedness of God in each and every neighbor around us. May the peace of Christ be with you. And we invite you to turn just to a person near to you and to give thanks to that person or offer a sign of peace yourself. All was chaos and water and earth had yet to take shape god the sculptor the painter the creator touched the swirling mass god's hand separated earth from water and water from sky God touched the earth and plants turned green and fruit began to grow ripe and to celebrate God threw holy fireworks in the skies, placing stars in the heavens. God touched the oceans and rivers and ponds and stingrays started to move beneath the waters and God reached to the sky and things with wings alongside sarnit took off. God looked upon all of this and said, this is good. This is good. And when everything was done, God took clay and formed an image of God's own self and breathed into it God's own breath and said, I don't know how Linda did it, but you're the one. You are the one. You're the one that God imagined. You are good. And everything around you is God's beloved creation, good but it wasn't good for long. God's people lost our way and we couldn't sing praise to God. So God reached inside God's own heart and pulled out justice and love and beauty and hope and placed it in a form that the people might just recognize. A human being named Jesus and God set Jesus on earth to remind us of all that God has made us to be and to call us to love one another.
8: us how much God loves us and to show us how to love one another but we couldn't accept that we couldn't agree about it and we became afraid the principalities and powers lure us to turn against the way made known in the life ministry and loving gratitude of Jesus And in the end Jesus was given away by the very ones who thought they loved him best because the challenge was too great for them but before he was taken, Jesus gathered his friends around a table and promised them and promises us we'll never leave us alone. We'll come back and take us home with them. And like those long ago friends, we don't always understand the message Jesus brings to us or what is coming and going and coming again means to us. And we can be grateful, though, and sing the mystery that is our faith.
1: Christ has died.
8: when jesus gathered his friends together he took the simple food that was their passover meal the bread and the cup and he blessed them both and gave thanks to god and said i'm sharing this meal with you now so that you can share it together whenever you gather to remember me us into prayer with the words Jesus shared with his disciples long ago and they have been changed and morphed as they've been passed from generation to generation the church has named this the Lord's Prayer please name and address God in the way that is deepest in your heart let us pray our mother
0: who art in heaven, heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done Pour your spirit, God, upon these gifts and upon each of us gathered in this moment. Make these gifts the body and the love of Christ and make us through them Christ's body alive in the world. Amen.
8: Amen. You may be seated. All are welcome at the table of God's love. And when we say all, we mean everyone. For those of us who are here in this sanctuary, um, we will be sharing this meal in the front and in the back. For those of us who are online, we encourage you now to bring close to you your bread and your juice, whatever it is you are using, and whether you are alone or gathered together with uh, friends and family, now would be the time to do that. Here on our platters, there is bread that was baked for us. In the center are crackers that don't have gluten, and in our cups is always grape juice always every week there are new people among us for whom this is something very different and they've never tried it before and this may be the day they say yes Um, there are also many of us for whom this is a life practice most of us fall somewhere in between that continuum but always always you can't make a mistake you take your time, watch over one another in love as we are in God's divine dance. There are places to play around the sanctuary with candles standing or kneeling or simply saying right where you are in your pew.
0: Friends, this is the body of Christ and the um, bread of life, bread of life broken of for God's each of you and the cup of God's love for and forgiveness poured out for the whole world. Thank you. Thank you. We encourage those praying with candles to stay for just as long as you desire or need in that spirit of prayer. Loving God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery, this sacred movement through which you are revealed to creation. May your peace make us one, and may your love call us into the world that we might be swept up in the healing, the love, and the liberation of Jesus Christ, our hope. Amen. Friends, it is our hope that part of the way that you will feel called by God um, in this moment is to respond to God's love for you and God's love for the world. And, And generosity is one of the ways that we express gratitude. And so that can take so many different forms as a community that looks like people going out to Habitat for Humanity this Friday and Saturday to hammer nails and to help build a house alongside other communities of faith. It also looks like showing up to the farm as we begin to prep all of the rows for planting in the days and weeks ahead. It looks and takes so many different forms. For many of us, it takes the form of sharing of our own financial resources, trusting that God will do something bigger with those dollars when we gather them together than when we try to go it alone. And so whether this might be your first time to make a gift, or like others of us, that's part of your faith practice, we want to thank you for the ways that your generous giving makes possible this community's movement in the world and alignment with God's love. Just outside of the sanctuary, there's a little awards thing going on tonight. On uh, My daughter, at least, is very excited. The Taylor Swift Grammys, I believe they have renamed this. Um, And then next week there's a little game that Taylor Swift's boyfriend is gonna be in. So a couple notes about that. One is there is some amazing bread from Rise Up outside. If you would like to take a loaf of that home to share with others and to watch those music award shows tonight, we encourage you to do that. Next Sunday, we are excited to gather before my beloved Kansas City football team takes on your, there's no booing, all means all, even Patrick Mahomes fans. (laughs) um you can come in whatever you desire that could be I don't care about sports ball or that could be Kansas City or it could be um 49ers whatever you choose next week we're also really excited to move into a worship series or not a worship series but a standalone worship that we're going to call the um the couch of transformation isn't that amazing art Next Sunday, we are really excited. There's a film that some of you have seen. It also was a play, Freud's Last Session. And it's a it's a, it's a dynamic conversation between Freud and C.S. Lewis. And we are going to hold that in conversation with the Transfiguration next Sunday. And if you've seen the film, worship will be alive. And if you haven't, it will as well um, to move you into places where you might at some moment want to watch. But if you have time in the coming week and you want to, to spend it two hours, it's in theaters now. That old-fashioned thing. It's like a, you go and drive there, and then they even have, like, popcorn. And you can go inside, and they'll put it on a big screen for you. Um, I hadn't done it in years, and I did it a couple weeks ago. It was amazing. Um, I'm going to stop talking now. Please stand in body or in spirit. Our musicians are going to send us out with their own arrangement of this little light of mine.
1: Amen. Amen,
2: (laughs) amen, amen,
1: amen, help me sing, amen.
8: from this place, ready to let your light shine out of gratitude for your life, for your loves, for God's world, for our neighbors. You fill in the blanks, but go forth committed to shining this week. Amen? Amen. Amen.